Every week, Denver Zone Real Nerds Podcast sees a new movie and we podcast our experience to the world. I think sometimes we're funny. Yeah, sometimes when I'm talking, not when you're talking, not when you're talking. Oh, you know, it might help if you told them that we're on iTunes or on Stitcher so they could find a place where you can actually listen to us. Oh, okay, Brad. We're also on Twitter, at Real Nerds, and we have an Instagram account. Boom. Commercial, Brad. Cut. Paste. Upload. We like to have fun. Sure. I like fun. James, you're very bad at improv. RealNerdsPodcast.com. The John of All Trades Podcast is a part of the Denver Podcast Network. In the shadow of the mountains, we, we speak. speak. Start the show! You have all made it to the You have all made it, made it, Coming to you from the X-Access, it's John of All Trades with your host, John X. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the John of All Trades podcast, episode 212. I'm your host, John X. Thank you for joining us. Glad to have you back once again. It's WrestleMania season, baby. That's right. Coming up this weekend is WWE WrestleMania. It is one of the best times of year to be a wrestling fan. So, so in that spirit... Hail Ryzen. That's right. Coming back to the show, I've got Rob Ryzen. He no longer goes by Rob. Rob's a nice guy. Ryzen is the evolution of his character. He is the Reverend of Sin. Now, I spoke to Rob about four years ago, right after he had moved to Florida, and a lot's happened since then. He's got a WWE tryout. We spend a lot of time talking about what that's like. And if you're an athlete, I would wager there is no tougher boot camp on the planet than a WWE tryout. He goes into great detail about what that was like. He also talks about the evolution of his character. He was doing some dark matches at Impact Wrestling, and they said, What's a Rob Ryzen? Who is he? And that propelled him to change his character into what it is today. And it's fascinating to hear how a creative professional reinvents themselves. As a result of this reinvention, he has written a book. It's actually a collection of confessions that he's gotten from fans and people all across the world. It's things they wouldn't admit if they were on the record. But because he does it anonymously, people are telling him their deepest, darkest confessions. It's available now on Amazon.com. You can find a link to that as well as all of Ryzen's stuff at the John of All Trades blog. That's J-O-N of all trades dot U-S. And what can I tell you? It's a real pleasure getting to talk to an honest-to-God professional wrestler. This is something that's been in my blood ever since I was five years old. I remember my dad showing me AWA. That's the old territory that was run out of Minneapolis. Filtered down into Chicago, San Francisco, Denver. So being in Denver, and given that my dad was from Chicago, that was his promotion that he loved. He used to show it to me. WWE was national, so I got into that as well. I remember we taped WrestleMania 2 off of Showtime, and I watched that tape over and over and over again. That's how I fell in love with wrestlers like Bret Hart and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, Macho Man Randy Savage, and I haven't been able to shake it ever since. So getting to geek out with a pro wrestler... What a fun time. Rob is just a delightful guy, and it's fun to hear how someone who does what I love hones their craft. That episode's coming up in a minute, but first, I've got to plug 4Degrees, the number 4, D-E-G-R-E dot E-S. They provide all the technical support and hosting for the John of All Trades podcast. They've been with me since episode 1, and there's no one out there better at what they do. Whether you are launching a campaign online, if you have a consumer good or service, 
or you're a candidate, or maybe you have an issues campaign, no matter where you are in the country, Four Degrees knows what platforms you should be on, what messages to do, and how to combine the two in the most effective way possible. They are winning awards for what they do. They are a team of unparalleled professionals. I've had two of them on the show, Zach Kanaus and Liz Morasco. Go back into the archives, check them out, and hear what Four Degrees is all about. The number four, D-E-G-R-E dot E-S. Now then, it's WrestleMania season. Let's talk some wrestling. I've got Ryzen, Hail Ryzen, here on episode 212. He is a professional wrestler. He has done work for WWE, for NXT, for Impact, and indies all across the country. And his episode starts right now. When I first got out here, I was lucky enough to... Uh, rub elbows with the right people and then get, uh, you know, get some opportunities on WWE NXT and then, uh, and then pushing and shoving and bugging them, I guess, so to speak. And, you know, again, we'll talk more about that. And I ended up getting the WWE tryout February of last year, yeah. official tryout. And, uh, that basically determines whether they're going to sign you or not. And then literally nobody from my class got signed except for one, uh, like Olympic athlete. Wow. Um, just uh, a male gymnast. Just one out of how many were there? Uh, at that time, 34, I think, participated Jeez. in my tryout. Wow. Okay. So this is obviously Rob Risen, former guest on the show. You were episode, like, I want to say 56 or 59 or something. Let me look it up. Yeah, 59. And we talked in 2015, which is insane, man, given that I can't believe four years have elapsed since last we got together. It's crazy, right? It's uh, Time flies. Um, but at that time, yeah, you had just moved to Orlando, and mm-hmm. you were just mentioning, we were talking a little bit, but uh, about how you got a WWE tryout just through like sheer persistence and, and bugging people and staying in front of them. Because I was always excited when you were on NXT, you know, even if you were getting uh, Jushin Thunder Liger's mask forcibly put on <laughs> by Tyler Breeze. Yeah, no, and, and it was, uh, you know, fortunately, I, I know how to take a beating. Um, so... Uh, I was used as what they would call in the industry, as I'm sure you know, enhancement talent right. uh, for those who are listening. Um, so I, my sole purpose of getting brought to these uh, television tapings is to enhance the talent that is already signed to their company. And so, uh, but the good thing is, is uh, they really could see that I could sell a beating, I could take a good beating, and uh, you know, keep coming back. Well, it's really funny. And, I, I heard Tyler Breeze on, I think, Edging Christian's podcast. And he said he was on the verge of getting fired a lot, but they really liked the way he sold and like he the way I think the first time he got saved was by taking an uppercut from Cesaro, and they go, "Wow, who is that? That looks great." I mean, wrestling is selling, right? Oh, absolutely, and I mean that's uh, and selling in multi aspects. So I know you know we're talking right now about just selling the physical, like how this really hurts, and giving that that appeal like oh my gosh this guy's really getting hurt or you know whatever the case but on the flip side it's selling yourself as well which uh kind of ties into you know that consistency that i was talking about so not only was i getting in there and they were like we like this kid he knows how to get uh you know to sell getting destroyed but i was able to sell myself hey what do you guys need from me can i come back next time uh, what you know what would it take to get a tryout um, and then uh, anytime Raw or SmackDown was rolling through town, um, I also was jumping all over that. Um, so that was uh, it was ironic how at the beginning of 2018, 
on January 1st, New Year's Day, they had Monday Night Raw in Miami. And on uh, January 2nd of 2018, they had SmackDown here in Orlando. So I got myself on that loop. I'm uh, pretty close with uh, Matt Hardy and his wife and everything. And so uh, we yeah, talked to them. We were going to. You guys had that ladder match, right, here in Denver? We did. So uh, things had transpired from there. Um, yeah, so we had that ladder match. We've just become uh, pretty close since. And uh, so every time he's in town or if we're anywhere near the vicinity of one another, we always like to grab a bite to eat or what have you. And um, so that was no different. Um, I knew that they were going to be there, and he brought his wife and kids, and uh, I brought my girlfriend, and we you know, we had a nice little New Year's Eve dinner and uh, uh, brought in the New Year. Uh, I did Raw, uh, the extra work for Raw and SmackDown, and uh, was just, you know, again, rubbing elbows with all the right people, politicking my way, if you would, or just giving any any indication that I, I really want a, an op- a full opportunity, a tryout. And uh, I don't know if this had anything to do with one or the other, but I was driving back from the Amway Center here in Orlando at about 11 o'clock at night um, after doing the taping. You have to be one of the last to leave um, before they excuse you as an extra talent. You know, and it probably would be frowned upon if you left early, I'd imagine, anyway. But uh, so it's about 11 o'clock, and I'm driving, and I uh, glanced down at my phone at a, at a red light, and I had an email from the WWE, and I opened it, and it said that I was selected for the upcoming tryout. Uh, that would be in February. God, so here awesome. we are, Janu- January 2nd, and then getting the opportunity for uh, February. Ironically, it was a three-day trial, 9th, 10th, and 11th, and February 11th is my birthday. So. <laughs> wow. Uh, serendipity, man. What was that feeling like getting that email? Oh, I mean, just a huge rush. Um, inexplainable. Like, I, you just get this excitement. It was something I'd worked my whole life for. It seemed like all of the enhancements, the beatings, the the trial and error, the the moving from Colorado to Orlando in the first place, and the uh, hardships that I had to put up with uh, transitioning jobs and uh, stuff like that. It just really felt like it came full circle, like this is what I was meant to do, and now I'm getting that opportunity to shine at, a, at an official tryout. And so, you know, some people get minimal trials here and there. When they do an official tryout, when you get invited to the WWE Performance Center, that's the mecca. That's what everybody on the independent level strives for, so that you can be in front of all of their coaches, all of the big wigs, and be able to do three days of brutal boot camp. And you know, we could definitely talk about that. But yeah, yeah. do three days of brutal boot camp to try to show that you have the chops to make it as a WWE superstar. So you're there with you know with your other uh, recruits or other tryout attendees, and mm-hmm. and you mentioned all the coaches. So it's what Matt Bloom and Robbie Brookside and Sarah Amato. Yep, all three of them. Um, Scotty Tuhati is now a coach. Oh, cool. um, I'm trying to think if there was others. I mean, there's of course people who are kind of the higher ups on the NXT roster that were that were participating as well, and then you know then their fitness coach as well, wow. um, Sean Hayes. Uh, who does, you know, help them with their weightlifting and uh, muscle development. Probably not the same uh, Sean Hayes from Will and Grace. No, no, not that one. <laughs> a little different. But, yeah, no, and uh, he, you know, he's he's fantastic as well, very positive, uh, you know, very motivational while you're, you know, working out. And, uh, you know, he's just really focused on, you know, multiple mo- movements and stuff like that to help you uh, get your best physique and also keep you healthy through the process. So it was a, incredible. 
Okay, so take me through what that boot camp is like because I've heard a little bit about what that's like, but I heard it's it's some of the most intense kind of physicality that you can go through. Is that accurate? That's 100% accurate. And, uh, you know, a lot of times I'm sure that a lot of the wrestlers uh, or people who have done these trials kind of BS, oh, it was no big deal. If they say that, they are absolutely lying. <laughs> um, I, I as soon as, as soon as January 2nd hit and they said, you know, that, that I was doing this tryout, I locked myself in a gym at nighttime. I was, uh, you know, because of course you're doing that while also maintaining a full-time job, right. mind you. So, uh, every night I would get off of work and I would go and I would do, I would run on every piece of machinery I had. I would run the block. I would do sprints, uh, get myself in physical shape the best I could six days a week. Uh, getting myself prepared. So then when you come in uh, the first day, so they always rearrange it. So you never know what you're walking into for the three days of camp. Um, the first day was actually uh, the opposite. Usually they, they have you do your promos and stuff on the last day. And in this case in particular, they had us, you know, cut our promos like an introduction. You get 60 seconds, they hit the clock, you're in front of everybody, including the coaches and then every all the other tryouts, and you give – any, you could talk about anything you want just to flash your charisma, whether it's uh, a promo that you want to do in the style of your character or if it's uh, you want to pour your heart out and tell them why you belong uh, in the WWE. So that's, you know, nerve-wracking enough to stand up there and to try to try not to choke on your words. And, uh, of course, everybody has their speech in their mind that they probably forget uh, once the camera turns on, you know, because they do film it. Uh, to go back and research it in the future. So that was the, you know, that was the beginning of it. And if you think that that's, you know, ah, you know, that's, uh, that was probably easy street. That's the, the easiest, kindest, uh, most relaxing thing you can do. And that already is a, a nerve wracking situation. Well, but uh, it's, going... it's so funny, Rob, because I mean, I, I say this all the time because I teach public speaking and, or I used to teach public speaking, but public speaking is the number one fear of people out there. Number two is death. I mean, this is an old Jerry Seinfeld <laughs> bit. Yeah. Which, which means, it, yeah. St- statistically speaking, people would rather be at a funeral in the coffin than giving the eulogy. And that's just day one. That's number one. That's the first thing you're going to do. So, I mean, that's for a lot of people and even people who are used to speaking in front of people on a regular basis, such as a professional wrestler, you know, th- that's still pretty high stakes, kind of some psychological terror involved. Absolutely. And it, and it was no different for me. I'm a, my actual occupation outside of professional wrestling, I'm a salesman. I, uh, I work for software sales. I sell software to people and uh, I'm talking all day. I'm selling the product. Uh, you know, as we talked about earlier, I'm selling myself and selling the product. I'm, I, my whole life is sales basically. Um, and to get up there, it was so nerve wracking. And, you know, I don't, I, I think when I think back to it, it's all a blur to me. Uh, standing up there and being so nervous. So I think I did a pretty good job, but I'm not uh, positive. You know, I, I guess I'll, I'll never know because you, <laughs> I never got the feedback, um, which right. kind of goes into the, you know, showing the last part of it. But um, but I think I did a good job. And again, yeah, you, as you said, that is just the first part. And then they tell you to go throw on your gym clothes once we are done with that. And that's where the real boot camp begins. Wow. So... <laughs> Um, each day. So you said it's three days long. How long are the days? Uh, they're, they're massively long. So you get there at about 8am and they let you go at about four or 5pm. 
Um, and literally, uh, the first things first is, uh, they are taking you through the ringer right off the bat. And this is their warm up. So it's body weight squat, push ups, set ups, uh, get ups, which is basically you get down in the, uh, on your back and they blow the whistle and you have to get up into a fighting pose and you have to get up properly and lay back down properly the exact same way. Um, you know, if you, if you twist wrong or if you get up the wrong way, that's a miss, you know, blow the whistle, get back down. So a combination of those, and they are throwing them out left and right, push-ups, and then blow the whistle, body weight squats, push-ups, sit-ups, and they're, 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 you know, they're yelling at you. They're, you know, again, it's, it's very extreme in that sense. They are walking around and very, I've never been in the military, but it's very much that boot camp style of, uh, you know, yelling at you and getting you, getting you amped up. Right. And, uh, so that, and then you're, you're dripping buckets of sweat and you are, you know, out of breath. And that is just your warm up. <laughs> they stand you up at, at 10 minutes of doing that repetitively. And then they go, they go, okay, great job. That was your warm up. And, you know, they stretch you out a little bit to get your, you know, get your, uh, muscles stretched again. And then you move into, uh, wrestling roles. And, uh, so, you know, for those of you who, our wrestling fans, you know, we, we are taught how to do certain roles and certain bumps and stuff like that. So, yeah, you move into right. a three-ring circuit. It's not just one ring. It's, uh, okay, you're going to you're gonna do whatever roles they give you, and they, they change in variation, like front roll, back roll, cartwheel even, back bump, um, you know, and then once they give you a, a combination of those, you do those, roll out of the ring, Sprint to the next ring, which there are more coaches waiting for you. Slide in, do the next uh, set of the exact same thing, roll out and sprint your butt to the third ring. And again, any slowing from ring to ring, and I mean, they are yelling at you all the way through. How'd you do? I mean, did, did the training in advance help? I mean, I'm, I'm assuming everyone was sucking gas to at least some extent, but how'd you do? <laughs> You know, I, I, I prided myself that I, I did not puke. Um, I, <laughs> did others? That is, uh, that's my win. Uh, so, you know, there was only, there was only actually one person that did throw up on this camp. Um, everybody else seemed to, uh, maintain it, which is great. Um, I, it was hard. I, I mean, there's nothing more I could say about it. It, uh, I was just glad that I maintained my pace and that I did as well as I did. I am, you know, it is, it, you know, everything else, the wrestling portion, the character, uh, all of that um, is the, you know, again, going back, it, that's the easy part. The the right, stuff right. in between, the, the grape squishers that they were calling them, where you hold on to the rope, you raise your legs and drop them down like you're squishing grapes, you know, I think, you know, like uh, for wineries or things like that. <laughs> and then they blow a whistle and you have to drop down to your stomach and immediately pop back up and keep going. You know things like that, and then on the the final day they did a I forget what they call it now, but it's like the the body bag of death or something like <laughs> you know something like that, in which is three ring circus again, but you are literally hitting the ropes, dropping down uh, onto your stomach, jumping over a heavy bag, a heavy punching bag that they've laid in the center of the ring, uh, getting back up, hitting the ropes, dropping down, drop jumping over the body bag, hitting the ropes, and et cetera, and so forth. Um, again, through three rings, and uh, I can't remember specifically the number, but it's a good amount, probably 20 minimum in each ring of doing that. And by the end of it, you're dead. I mean, everybody is, you know, if you can make it that far. Some people 
tap out and roll out of the ring. They just can't do it any longer. But again, I, I made it through everything. I made it through that. Um, I, I barely could pull my, you know, my body off the, off the mat for that last, that last <laughs> round. But I, I, I went through it, you know, it's right. sheer determination. I, I got through it. And then they break you off for actual matches. So you get to kind of enjoy the afternoon by having matches with uh, competitors wow, over but, the final day. But at that point, your body is so broken down, you know, like they've, I mean, they've wrecked you for three days now. And, you know, you now you got to work a match and you got to tell a story I, with, with your body just, you know, running on empty, right? Absolutely. And uh, that first day that I, that I got home, um, I, I literally soaked an Epsom salt bath, and then I, I did not I did not sleep a wink that night. I was so beat up and sore; uh, it was unreal. But again, that wears off. You go back in, you grin your uh, grit your teeth and bear it, and you just keep going. Um, but yeah, so then they you know they paired us into our matches, and you're putting together this match. But again, that's the fun part. That's why we were there. Right. So it's like all that pain, all that suffering, everything that they wanted to test you mentally and physically culminated with this is my opportunity to actually shine and uh ironically the person they paired me with though so i i come into this uh with this devilish character for anybody who has seen um my character that i had kind of grown into yeah. after we had chatted probably um has really taken off so here i'm thinking this is the the grand spectacle i'm going to be this crazy devilish persona i'm going to be a super monster heel or bad guy and I'm going to show them. And then they paired me with a guy who had such an extremely similar gimmick oh. that I basically, I was like, okay, well, now I got to be the baby face in this because he looked way more evil and menacing than I did. So uh, <laughs> even that in itself, changing on the fly was, uh, you know, kind of a, a detriment to me because I think I had this entire uh, idea in my head that uh, ended up kind of getting poo-pooed. Um, in that moment. So then here I am playing the good guy, but I'm dressed like a bad guy. I don't know. It was interesting. Yeah. That's gotta be tough, man. Um, what, um, what are your big takeaways? Because I like, I, I want to talk about the reinvention of this character, but I want to put a, a pin on, uh, on this tryout. And then I want to talk mm -hmm. about your book as well. But, um, what was your big takeaway from the tryout? Uh, the big takeaway is, uh, for starters, they, they absolutely know 100% what they're doing. Uh, I mean, obviously that is the case, but even to the fine details of these tryouts, uh, it is a well-oiled machine. Uh, they, you know, it is, it is built to break you and then build you back up to see if you even have the will to proceed forward in a career in professional wrestling. Mm. Um, as I said, out of, I think it was 34 participants, um, you know, only one got signed to the roster, maybe one female as well, but one male got signed to the, uh, roster and he had never had any professional wrestling experience, hardly knew what it was in that, uh, situation, but he, he took to it like a fish in water. He was obviously very athletic. He was a gymnast and, uh, you know, even on the rolls, he could do a double backflip before doing the rolls. He, you know, nice. so he was a showman too. So I get it. I get all of that. Um, but it, uh, my, my biggest takeaway, they said that everybody would be, uh, notified whether it was a yes or a no or a maybe. And, uh, and I don't know if anybody had heard back except for the, the, maybe the one or two that did get signed. So to this day, I still haven't heard back from the WWE and I haven't done any NXT, uh, 
you know, tryouts or anything like that. Um, and I don't think it's for uh, any any particular reason of uh, not interested. I just think it was, um, you know, maybe not not the right time. Right. Obviously, enough time goes by. You go, okay, it's it's fairly clear that I'm not going to be signed. Did that damper your spirits at all? Did that did that uh, change your drive to continue to do this profession and work on the independence? You know, it, I thought it would. Um, even when I celebrated my birthday on the last day of the tryout, uh, I didn't even really, and maybe hindsight 2020, I, I maybe should have mentioned, hey, today's my birthday. Uh, maybe that would have given me a little, you know, a little more uh, Just some like, juice, uh, yeah. attention. Uh, 34 people, if I would have said, hey, today's my birthday and I'm here at the WWE tryout, maybe uh, you would have maybe shined a light a little bit more on myself. Um, but I walked away from that going, well, if if this is where – my WWE time ends. At least I know on my, you know, 32nd birthday, here I was doing a WWE tryout at their 20 million gazillion dollar, I don't know how much it would cost, facility, and I got to talk and learn from everybody, yeah. from Regal to Brookside, all the way down the line, um, and to grow as a as a performer. Um, so. Uh, I thought it would damper me six months, three months, four months, six months goes by and I hadn't heard um, anything from them and I hadn't been invited to any tapings, uh, even though I was active as far as uh, enhancement talent. Um, so at the time I was using that as like, well, they're not bringing me in as enhancement anymore because they have a different, you know, I was just building this kind of scenario in my head. Well, they have different plans for me now that I've done the trial. And then as time passes, you know, well, maybe that's not the case. Um, well, uh, it didn't damper me actually. It kind of lifted some some chains off of me. I uh, I think that I wouldn't have written this book um, or I wouldn't have done some of the things that I that I'm now doing because I was always minding my p's and q's with the you know with the WWE, especially with their uh, you know their PG right. uh, industry now. Um, which it might it seems like they might be switching a different direction, but. Um, I would have never written this book because this book is written for mature audiences only. But I, I thought about it and I was like, you know what? To garner the type of attention that it would take to get back to the WWE, I'm going to have to make some extreme drastic uh, changes. And maybe maybe not. There's so many. Uh, I opened my eyes to so many other opportunities. Impact is still alive and well. Uh, there's MLW now. There's you know there's there was Lucha Underground, which is now um, subsided, and then of course now AEW, uh, yeah. which is coming. You know, and they're going to come full steam ahead. So there's multiple opportunities to continue to make money in the industry. So uh, whether or not the WWE is my path, uh, I think one thing was for sure after uh, doing that trial is that there are many different paths, and it's just something to say, hey, I've done a lot in the WWE, even getting to the trial and doing the, the extra work for NXT. Maybe now I can use that as a pedestal to right. um, to get to other televised opportunities. Well, and Rob, to your point, I mean, this is a great time to be a wrestling fan, no doubt. Between, you know, WWE and its many offerings, uh, the ascendance and emergence of AEW, the rise of New Japan, um, Ring of Honor, you mentioned MLW, Impact is still kicking. Um, and even just like getting out and supporting your local promotions for the love of God, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. whether that's 
you know, Primos or New Era or uh, Lucha Libre and Laughs here in Denver. Um, there, yeah. There, there are so many options out there. And, you know, with this AEW announcement, you know, you hope that with the backing that they have, there are more options for wrestlers and there, there are more options available for all of us that we can appreciate and enjoy. Absolutely. And then even out here, I'm uh, consistent with a company called USA Pro Wrestling. Um, and it's been, uh, you know, it's been running shows for 30 plus years. Uh, they have used every name in the book that you could think of. And uh, the fortunate part of these shows is they run like bi-monthly, basically. Um, and they, they toggle between here and New York. So I've actually uh, been able to get uh, you know, booked for New York coming in the summer here. So it's, uh, you know, so that's really nice because it's close to home, this USA Pro Wrestling Company. And uh, my very first match uh, with them, I worked uh, Pope D'Angelo um, wow. or Pope Elijah Burke because it was the perfect storm of here we have the uh, Reverend of Sin and then we have <laughs> the, <laughs> the Pope. Pope. <laughs> uh, you know, it basically wrote itself. And, uh, you know, so just getting... Uh, the opportunity to be able to compete with high-level uh, stars that uh, he seems to bring in on a consistent basis um, has been such a huge blessing of just living here in Orlando. And on top of that, I've uh, I've been very fortunate to be traveling a lot lately. I uh, I became um, another I guess thing that I took away from the WWE is I can't do this forever, um, and I want to make money at this industry. And so I, I definitely the days of like just working for free and stuff. Cause I, I feel bad for independent wrestlers. I feel like for a lot of independent wrestlers, we're like circus animals. Uh, you know, right. we, we don't get paid and they, they just will use your body so that the promoter or whoever could collect, uh, all of the, you know, the people who paid the 10, $15 a ticket or whatever. And then the, the none of the wrestlers get paid, but they keep coming back cause they want that, the thrill of, uh, you know, I'm a performer kind of thing, but then that's, that's it. You go home, you're beat up. You probably don't have medical insurance. Most of them don't have like really good careers outside of it. You know, maybe they're Uber drivers or, you know, whatever. But, um, anyway, so I've, uh, I could go on and on, but I, I basically have increased my asking price and it, and I have been afforded. Actually, it, it's worked out for me. I, I travel, I go to Texas a lot. I go, you know, here in Florida, I've been a been going up and down and then back to Denver, of course, uh, when needed. And, uh, it's continuing, continuing to expand as well. I'm, uh, I have a full summer set. That's great, man. Um, you mentioned the, and, and hearing you say that it, it reminds me of something that was just recently, I, I think it was last week. It was on last week tonight with John Oliver, you know, talking about, uh, the WWE treating its performers as independent contractors. And what you said was reflected also by Bret Hart, who, who said something very similar. Um, and, you know, this is obviously not unique to the WWF alone, WWE alone, but it is something that has been expressed a number of times, given that, you know, especially if you work for one company and you were exclusive with them, that kind of uh, undermines the entire independent contractor argument. But to your point, I mean, it's a very tough profession with not a lot of benefits. Right. But, um, you know, and I did hear bits and pieces of that, uh, the John Oliver thing. I, I try to turn my, uh, myself away from negative, uh, negativity in general. And I, uh, just from gathering what people were saying about it, it was very negative. I, I haven't heard it myself. As I said, I, uh, 
um, was about to watch a couple snippets today, and um, so it's ironic that you brought that up. Um, but uh, to his point, I, I think the WWE would be the last of those worries. You can afford your monthly health care. You can afford, and the WWE, if you need surgery, they do take care of that. To my understanding, right. um, if you're if you're injured there, so it's and you get paid just because you're not performing. Your pay is not as much, but you're under contract, so you are making a base through the WWE, uh, you know, maybe those who are, you know, I don't know, making the hundreds of thousands of dollars and don't know how to manage their money. But I could tell you if I was living on probably the WWE's minimum salary, me and my family would be a okay. I, so, you know, I know as an independent, hopefully you'd be smart enough to know, Hey, I need to take care of myself medically and do this and that, um, through my life. So, I don't agree with his point, but I think that that could, that same those same sentiments could be argued through the independence, where sometimes you see these really disgusting um, viral videos. You know, I don't know if, if you saw it a couple months ago um, from like the in Mexico, a guy threw a cinder block yeah. at the back of this other wrestler's head. That's not wrestling. That's outlaw. You know, well, I don't even know what you call it. That's freak show mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, that's like next to a snuff film kind of thing. But, you know, I'm sure that that guy who had to spend multiple days in the hospital had a blood clot and cracked skull. I'm sure he had no medical benefits, no insurance. So that kind of stuff. But at the WWE, the highest level, you're probably making a couple hundred thousand, I would would guess, to say a year. And you should be able to manage your health care that way. Well, in my one, one would certainly hope so. Um, I would encourage you to see the bit because Oliver is clearly uh, a fan, and you know his interest is in the wrestlers. You may not agree with everything that he says, but no one says you have to. Um, but, <laughs> but but you should yeah you should check it out just for context. Um, shifting gears a little bit, um, you mentioned the Reverend of Sin, and when last mm-hmm. we talked, you were doing a slightly different character. But this whole sort of demonic preacher that you have now um, is. I, I would say almost a complete reinvention of your character. Where did that come from and how did that evolve? Uh, so I'll, I'll try to keep it in snippets for you. Um, but basically I was again doing the tryouts and stuff. I also had been afforded the opportunity to not do, not only do these WWE NXT, uh, you know, extra work, but I had also been knocking on the door of impact uh, a multitude of times. And uh, I got a couple of dark match opportunities with impact and um, my second dark match I had ever had with them, uh, they, you know, when I was backstage, they were like, hey, a good match, this and that. And then they were like, what is the Rob Ryzen? What, a, what You know, if you had to tell me a story about Rob Ryzen, what would that be? And I kind of was dumbfounded. I didn't really have a story for them. Um, they were like, you know, it's, it's a business of characters. You need to have something people can attach to if you want to, you know, if you want to make it big. And all this kind of stuff. And they were like, Rob Ryzen was great, but he was just kind of just a guy. We you know, didn't know who he was, yeah. Yeah, and so uh, I went back home. And again, just like everything, uh, I I go home and then I obsess about things. So I, I didn't sleep a wink that night. I just laid in bed and tossed and turned and thought of something. And uh, there was uh, old clips from uh, Sean O'Hare uh, when he was getting ready to do this, like, uh, um, devil's advocate type gimmick uh, cheat on your taxes and, you know, yeah. cheat on your wife or, you know, whatever. He just had like this whole, this whole, like, uh, 
it's okay. You know, you know, he was doing this like really great, really great videos. If anybody goes back and watches those. Yeah, that was in and like then I don't know, wasn't it? Yeah. And I don't know why the character never really took off, but the, the promos themselves are uh, incredible. I mean, they're, they're just incredible. So I was like, what if I did something like that, but a little, a little darker, a little more devilish. So then I, I was like, maybe I'm, I'm possessed by the devil. You know, so I'm running through these scenarios in my head, I'm possessed by the devil and he's making me do all these crazy things. So then the next day I show up to the impact tapings um, and I'm in a red tie and all black suit. And then I say, Hey, I thought about what you guys said yesterday and I already have a character built in mind. I, and then uh, to my own, uh, credit, um, you know, I'll pat my back or, you know, a little bit. And I, I went up to the producers and I asked, they said, Hey, I know you guys are a busy day of, have a busy day of taping. I would love an opportunity to just cut a promo in this new character that I just created overnight, just so you guys could take a, a look at it. And to their credit, they said, sure, at three thirty, go ahead and let Josh Matthews know that you're going to cut a promo and uh, we'll get you in front of the, uh, you know, the little impact uh, screens backstage and we'll let you cut a promo. We'll film it and check it out later. So that's all I needed. I, I had this entire, <laughs> this entire bit created and I pitched it right to them and uh, one take and they shut it off. And they were like, that was great. Good job, man. And that, that was it. Did they ever watch it? I don't know. Did, did they see one bit of it? <laughs> I couldn't tell you, but I, it was definitely like uh, the light bulb had went off in that moment of, Wow, I could do something with this character. Yeah, yeah. Wow, you know, you and, and you tweak and you you tinker and you sort of, you know, play with it and you get it dialed in. About how long did that take to get it exactly where you wanted it? Uh, you know, it it took. Uh, you know, it's been evolving and it's ever evolving. It's not it's nonstop evolving and it has uh, for a couple of years. Uh, it, it went from like, oh, maybe I'm possessed by the devil to I was thinking, ah, maybe that's not so realistic. Uh, so then I switched it on to, okay, maybe I'm just a preacher and I'm, uh, I'm the, I'm the devil's preacher. I'm a reverend of sin, as we've, uh, just talked about. I'm a, a cardinal of corruption. I'm just going to take everything that I know about, uh, being a religious preacher, priest, et cetera, and just turn it upside down, so to speak, uh, and become that, but of the devil himself. Maybe I'm a Satanist, which, you know, kind of parallels my, you know, my real life. I would border on the line of atheist or Satanist, if you were to ask me, uh, my, <laughs> my religious, um, you know, level, just because I, you know, I grew up in a weird family environment where I didn't really, every time I would pray to God, something would opposite would happen anyway um but uh it was just crazy that um the the character i was like maybe that's the direction i want to go so then i started getting these biblical robes and getting stuff made that reflected that and that's really where the character took off i feel like more at peace with that character and that that's my home run uh hero so to speak uh because it it just it slid like like it fit like a glove that yeah, yeah. that character. It, does it ever and, uh, does it ever surprise people? Because you mentioned you know wanting to stay away from negativity and you know you're one of the nicest guys I think I've ever met. <laughs> um, but when when you say you know atheist uh, slash maybe satanist, does that surprise people or do people ever are, are they taken aback by that or off put by that? 
You know, I, it's something I don't vocalize um, because it's not really anybody's business what religious, uh, you know, what religion you are. And it doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, what sex, uh, you know, you prefer or any of that kind of stuff. I'm very, uh, you know, I'm a very open-minded individual and I, I never judge anybody for anything. Uh, I am a beacon of positivity and I am a very, uh, a very nice guy, very sweet guy. I'm I guess if I were asked, uh, I would open that up. But other than that, it's it's not anything that I that I walk around just uh, you know sure. um, vocalizing. Yeah. I just it's something that maybe I feel personally about. Um, but yeah, if if anybody knows, I think that maybe they're um, a little shocked. But that's just because they probably in their head have a, a concept of what that is. Which you know, if they read into it, it's really not what people think it is. It's more or less. Um, the devil is like the symbolism of rebellion and you're rebelling against religion. You, uh, you have all the power to be the nicest person, a good, a good hearted person, treat people with respect. Um, and, and it's in your power. And that's pretty much the only message that, uh, that, uh, you know, the, the satanic Bible, if anybody had read that, that's all it says. It's literally a book of positivity in, in all reality. Um, and there, you know, and so that might shock some people, but it really is. It's, it's like, Hey, be kind to your people, be, you know, be the best version of you. You are your own God. That's, uh, you know, and the devil is just our symbolism of rebellion. Literally, that's what they say in it is that it's a, it's just the spirit of rebellion that you don't need a, uh, a normal, like a, a a religion to be a good person kind of thing. So. Understood. Wow, fascinating stuff. As part of this character, you now have this book of confessions. Uh, mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about where you got the idea for the book and uh, how did you go about developing it? So uh, once this character really took off, um, and a lot of people started booking me, uh, and again, when going back to that asking price, because when I now appear at these events, I like I put on a show. I put on a show before. I, I always, you know, I wouldn't have gotten to where I got uh, if I wasn't putting on a show. But now I put on a spectacle. As a matter of fact, I have a pro wrestling tees uh, store um, that sells, you know, Ryzen merchandise, Ryzen shirts. And one of them says, summon the spectacle. And that's exactly what you do when you when you book me. So uh, it, it's, I've, sometimes I've come out to shows and I breathe fire. You know, like Gene Simmons, who's a huge idol of mine. Oh, cool, um, yeah. Yeah, so I, I come out and I spit fire like, like he does. Um, or, uh, you know, I came out to a show, um, you know, last year, like uh, dressed as Leatherface and wielding a chainsaw. But uh, I, I have a Bible that uh, I open up and it catches fire, um, you know, that. Uh, so a lot of really... Uh, a lot of gaga, if you would, or a lot of uh, spectacle. And, and so you get a, a completely different person um, these days, uh, somebody that can put on one heck of a, of a show. Um, and so what had happened with that is uh, social media is, of course, a huge part of that. And uh, I was able to build this brand up for uh, Reverend Ryzen. I've dropped Rob completely, the name Rob. So I'm just Reverend Ryzen or just Ryzen, uh, kind of like my Prince or Madonna, um, you know, yeah. whatever you want to look at. I've just said, okay, Ryzen's it. 
because Rob doesn't sound as brooding and evil. So um, it's Reverend Ryzen, the Reverend of Sin Ryzen, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it, um, no, but Ryzen's the main counterpart. And, and Rob's a nice guy, you know? <laughs> yeah, Rob's a nice guy, yeah, yeah. So um, so Ryzen, uh, so I started continuing on my social media path, and so I, I came up with this clever idea um, once I, I released the website, Ryzen.tv, uh, for people who can book me or if they want to just learn more about uh, the character. So um, they could definitely check that out. And I, uh, um, to complement that, I started a thing on my Instagram uh, called Confession Friday. And what Confession Friday does is every Friday on my Instagram story, I ask the questions that you would never answer if you were asked in person. You would be either too embarrassed or you just you wouldn't want to confess it. Um, so I ask these yes or no questions through the Instagram story in which you get a respond. And when you respond, you get to see what percentage of people said, uh, you know, answered that question. But that's it. You, it's, a, it's completely anonymous. I could see the, uh, the responses and who said what. But uh, everybody else, it's from the outside looking in. So if I say, you know, um, I asked a question, and I hope this is, uh, you know, I'll keep it PG-ish uh, for you, but I said, if you walked in on your spouse uh, having an affair uh, on you, but they were with somebody of their same sex, would you still be mad? <laughs> wow, what a question. So, it, you know, and, and that's just kind of the wildest question you could possibly conjure up, but um, it, it's, it's funny. I'm meant to be humorous. I, I'm like a... You know, I, I don't take this character too seriously. It's it's more of a, you know, a Beetlejuice esque type Reverend of Sin kind of thing. I'm I'm funny and goofy, and uh, it's it's meant to be lighthearted. But anyway, so you ask a question like that, and then somebody says, "Uh, well, yeah, I would be mad." So they type yes, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, sixty percent of people said they wouldn't care." Like you know, you just see these, and it's a good conversation piece. Um, so I I ask about ten or fifteen questions a week. And people answer them, and it caught fire. So uh, literally getting thousands of responses week in and week out. Um, so I transferred that into I've always wanted to write a book. So I said, okay, what if I wrote a book and I, I let people go to my website and tell me these stories, these stories that they would never tell anybody, these stories that they've kept uh, you know, inside the basement of their body uh, forever because they just are afraid to get it out. And they tell me the story. I promise to keep it completely anonymous. And then they give me the right to go ahead and tell the tale and, you know, publish it. And so um, on my website, they were able to do just that. And uh, in return, I sent them a thank you card as well as a I confess to Ryzen bracelet. <laughs> nice. Um, as a little, like, nod to uh, them submitting the story. And, again, just like uh, that's how I know I'm on the right path with this character it blew up like a wildfire, and uh, I got submissions from all over the world. Wow. Cool. And uh, so what I did is I took the best of the best, and I compiled them into uh, what we now have, Hell of a Confession, and, uh, and put them all into you know, a story-like format. And uh, now you can go through and read 30 chapters, uh, well, 29 stories, and then the 30th is uh, Sinful Shorts which is just uh, the smaller confessions that I got from people that uh, were too short to put into an actual chapter. Um, but yeah, stories from uh, all over the world of, I mean, mind-boggling, crazy, cringeworthy, uh, you know, whether they're 
sensual in nature or whether they're uh, devious, uh, just unbelievable stories. Wow. Uh, and they are in this book. And uh, as a matter of fact, it's only been today is the day. Um, today is April 1st, and this is not an April Fool's joke. Um, it ha- today was the first day of its release, and I just got note from Amazon that it's the number one new release in erotica graphic novels. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> so I mean, that's pretty good. I, I you know, uh, for an independent professional wrestler who worked so hard on this, uh, it was it was unreal that in day one I get this notification that it's uh, the number one new release. Uh, I am humbled by that. And, uh, and again, it's only day one, so I could only imagine. Uh, maybe this was my calling all along, and I'm just using professional wrestling as the vessel to tell other people's sinful stories. Yeah, who knows, man. And, you know, down the road, uh, granted, comes out today as we're recording this. This episode will be released just a couple of days after this, believe it or not. Um, but, you know, maybe a sequel down the line. A lot of people have already asked that. Like, I do have, I probably have enough in the chamber of, uh, as I said, I got hundreds of submissions that I could probably compile a second book. Uh, I people ask me, well, how would you, how would you describe it? And I'm like, well, it's it's like chicken soup for the soul, only <laughs> erotic, devious, evil tales as told by the people who uh, lived it. But they all stay anonymous. The only thing that I gave out is uh, their sex, if they were male or female and where they're coming from because of course it is worldwide so i wanted people to see this is a story from germany this is a story from france this is a story from chicago this is a story from california so uh, i mean it literally is uh it's it's worldwide the stories in it are worldwide and uh and yeah a lot of people have already asked and if um you know it takes off like it currently is absolutely i could definitely see hell of a confession two, hell of a confession three and so on and so forth oh yeah all right, we we don't have a ton of time left, but uh, we got WrestleMania coming up this weekend. What are you looking forward to most on the card? Oh boy, let's see. So um, I'm interested. Uh, of course, I think a lot of people uh, are looking forward to the women's triple threat. I think, being that they are going to main event, they're going to go all out, and it's going to be absolutely crazy. I'm looking forward to that one personally. I've I've loved this story of Becky Lynch here since God. When was that? Like just before Survivor Series. And then she gets, you know, face caved in by uh, Nia Jax. And, I mean, the, the character is just so exciting to watch. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more with that. And, uh, you know, it's, it's hard. Um, I, I, there's, not one, there's not one particular match. I think that's the one that everybody's putting the most emphasis on. I'm excited to see Batista come back and see what he can do. I know Triple H always tells an amazing story in his matches. So um, for storytelling purposes, I think that that one's going to be um, incredible. Uh, and um, <laughs> trying to run down the card in my head here. Yeah. And now I'm just trying to run through <laughs> I'm, the matches. Uh, so yeah. I'm, uh, I'm interested in, uh, I like Samoa Joe versus Mysterio. Um, that'll be fantastic. Yeah. That'll be good. That's uh I mean that, and that's a pairing we're not tired of. Uh, you know, I'm I'm interested to see if Kofi pulls it out against Daniel Bryan. Um, That'll be an amazing match, I'm sure of it. I mean, I don't even have to think twice to know that that's going to be incredible. Totally. Um, I hope that you know, as we're recording this, I know that uh, Raw is tonight. I'm hoping. I I think a lot of people are hoping that something for Kurt is going to happen. I think everybody, regardless hopes that it's not really Baron Corbin, but I, I think it will be, but, uh, which is funny because Baron Corbin's the first guy who ever beat me when I got an NXT, 
uh, enhancement match. He beat me in eight seconds, I want to say. Well, I remember it was turned into a meme, too. I'm authorizing this uh, beating, right? Yep, exactly. Yep. So, uh, but, you know, if it is Baron, I mean, I know he's a great uh, he's a great heel, but I, I just think the fans want more for Kurt um, as his, you know, his Bon Voyage. I know he's even wrestling Mysterio tonight as his trail of uh, matches, final matches continue. I don't know. There's there's a lot. I mean, it's always a jam-packed show. I hear that it's going to be the longest show in WrestleMania history. Dude, and I was personally at the Royal Rumble. I, if it's, you know, 17 matches is what it looks like right now. That's an extraordinarily long day for a live event fan. And I'm like a wrestling super fan. And the Rumble was like five hours. And I, after a while, you're kind of sitting there and you're burned out. And I, I had a friend ask me, was the AJ Styles-Daniel Bryan match really that dead? I go, yeah, man, because we just had a Rumble. And they came on yeah. in, in this death slot where the crowd was just so burned out. Oh, and, and, and we're watching these guys you know, put on a show, but no one can get up for it just because we're simply right. so exhausted. So, I mean, when you've got match after match after match after match, you know, you're, you're thinking to yourself, okay, if we're on match like 13 and it's Miz versus Shane McMahon, you know, how is the, how is the crowd going to stay up for something like that? I, you know, yeah, I don't know. It's such a marathon now. To uh, And imagine this. So you're in Colorado. Uh, I'm in Florida now. Oh, no, um, yeah. So <laughs> watching these – you know, and it's on a Sunday night and I'm, I'm watching it at like midnight, you know, and it's still, you know, it's, you know, 11 o'clock or whatever, but it's so late by that point. I'm, you know, uh, my girlfriend has long since been asleep. Um, and so it's just me watching it and then kind of dragging butt the next day because I, I have to finish it. I can't wake up the next day and not see the results. You know what sure, I mean? Yeah. So I, I will push through, but yeah, no, it's, it's definitely become a marathon to um, to watch it, um, but that that's kind of the what happens when you have so many talent and so many people want to get on that WrestleMania card, you know. And uh, now that they have the WWE Network, where they don't have to adhere to the pay per view buys, they can do whatever they want. So yeah, eventually it's going to be WrestleMania Day, and it's going to start at 11 a.m. <laughs> And you can just turn it on as as you please, right. uh, you know, if they keep going with their hiring process and it'll, bringing it'll, more and more people. It'll be like Kentucky Derby coverage. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, uh, looking forward to WrestleMania. I'm also looking forward to TakeOver. I always look forward to TakeOver. TakeOver is almost without fail just great. And I can't wait to see Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano. I think that's going to be oh, a great amazing. match. Now's the time on the show, Mr. Ryzen, when we do plugs. So where can people find the book? Where can they find more about you? Uh, social media accounts, anything you want to plug, please do it now. Yeah, absolutely. So um, my general website, www.ryzen, and that's R-Y-Z-I-N dot TV. So www.ryzen dot TV is where you'll find uh, most information about me, upcoming appearances, how to book me, uh, how to leave a confession if you have a story that you still want to get in for uh, chapter or book two or book three or four. Um, you know, so there's a lot of stuff on there. Uh, about um, myself as a character and how to get a hold of me. Uh, through Facebook, you could find my uh, fan page, which is still Rob Ryzen fan page. For some reason, I've submitted multiple changes to Facebook, and they go on deaf ears. So uh, Rob Ryzen fan page, um, or you could look me up, uh, Rob Ryzen itself. Um, but then most importantly, uh, Twitter and Instagram is at Hail Ryzen, so H A I L 
R-Y-Z-I-N, on Twitter and Instagram, especially if you want to follow me on Instagram, uh, which is much more active than Twitter these days, and there you could uh, join in on Confession Friday. And it's really a hoot. It's really fun. It's very... It helps your Friday go a lot easier uh, by answering these questions, and it sure as hell is a conversation piece for you guys. And then last but not least, of course, the main reason for this uh, uh, podcast is my book, Hell of a Confession, uh, which you can now find on Amazon.com. It is available on paperback and on your Kindle device. Um, and I also have it to where uh, once you purchase a paperback, uh, you actually could get the Kindle version at a at a cheaper rate, so you could actually kind of combine them uh, to get uh, to get both. I will have a number of them on hand at any public appearances that I do, uh, whether it's professional wrestling or otherwise. And as I said, uh, the summer, uh, keep checking that website because as of this summer, um, I will be showing up in a lot of places, and I definitely will have books on hand and would be happy to uh, dedicate them to uh, my congregation. All right. If you would. Fantastic, Rob. I will have links to all of that on a companion blog piece. That's John of all trades.us. J O N of all trades.us. Rob Risen, it was a pleasure getting to reconnect with you. I'm so happy the book is doing well for you, and I'm glad you've got your full summer. You've got a nice full dance card. Uh, I wish you continued success, man, and uh, enjoy WrestleMania this weekend. Yes, thank you so much. You do as well, and uh, let's not wait four years before we uh, reconvene again. <laughs> all right. Sounds like a plan, man. All right. Take care. And we'll go ahead and count the one, two, three here on the John of All Trades podcast with Ryzen. Thank you, Rob, for being on the show. What a pleasure to get to reconnect with you. Congrats on the success of the book, and I can't wait to see what you do next. You can find all the links to Ryzen's stuff on the John of All Trades website. That is johnofalltrades.us, J-O-N of all trades.us. The John of All Trades podcast is a production of Deft Communications. Check out Deft on the web, D-E-F-T-C-O-M.us. Training, content, engagement, podcasting will help your organization tell its story in a new, better, and more robust way. So hit me up on the web, D-E-F-T-C-O-M dot U-S. The John of All Trades podcast is on social media. Across platforms, it is J-O-A-T pod. That is Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Pinterest, and Instagram. Mondays are when we do the first job series. I hope you heard Rob's where he talked about his gig as a mall Easter bunny. That was highly amusing. That goes up on Facebook and LinkedIn only. And then on Wednesdays, we drop new episodes. Those are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, a billion other podcatchers, and of course, the homepage. Leave us a rating, leave us a review, hit that subscribe button. Brand new episodes come directly to you. I'm out of here for this week. I'm going to go enjoy WrestleMania. We're having some people over, putting some pulled pork in the crock pot. It's going to be a grand old time. I will see you back here very, very soon. And until I hear you again, say goodnight, Gracie. That's good, Johnny. The John of All Trades podcast is a part of the Denver Podcast Network. In the shadow of the mountains, we speak.